Hey, Travis Rogers here. When you're not listening to me on the Lakers pre- and post-game shows, tune in to The Experience with Laferne Cusack, where she goes beyond the play and focuses on athletes, fans, and the biggest events that inspire and shape our community. Listen to The Experience with Laferne Cusack, Sundays, 5 to 6 a.m. ESPN LA 710. As part of ESPN's commitment to our nation's veterans and members of the military, we are committed to supporting programs that provide job training and reintegration resources. For more information, visit ESPN.com slash citizenship. Tune in to our special Veteran Weeks programming and tribute honoring our active military and veterans. This is ESPN LA 710. Welcome to The Experience here on ESPN LA. Thank you so much for joining me. Today we're talking about how you can give back and how we can give back. If you're a federal employee and a veteran, we're celebrating veterans. Here at ESPN, we celebrate veterans year-round with Cindy Inkowitz. She is the zone director for Combined Federal Campaign of Southern California, also Captivate. Welcome to the show, Cindy. Oh, thanks for having me, Laverne. You have a huge job. Tell us about it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it, actually. I have this great opportunity to help support federal employees and charities alike to match up and pair up to be able to volunteer, as well as give pledges to over about 8,000 charities across the country and abroad. So it is really a wonderful opportunity, and I love what I do, having that that, that chance to do that. So tell us about your background, how you got into this and helping uh, all these charities around the U.S. Well, actually, I have been in the nonprofit realm since, gosh, 1996. So it's been over 30 years that I have been uh, working for charities. And the variety of charities that I've been a part of actually were recipients of the Combined Federal Campaign. So um, really, it's been a fabulous opportunity and career aspect. And, you know, what a great thing to be able to say I've been able to make a difference for 30 years to not just one charity, but, you know, multiple charities throughout my career. It's really been uh, a blessing that I've had that opportunity. Yes. And that's one reason I love my job as well, because I'm able to connect with those nonprofit organizations and help make Mm -hmm. a difference. And I know that the combined federal campaign raised more than $8.3 billion for charitable organizations. Congratulations. Yes, thank you. It's been $8.3 billion since its inception in 1961. So President Kennedy started this program through an executive order to really give federal employees the opportunity to partner with and to uh, support charities in their neighborhood, whether it be local, national, or international charities during the workplace, you know, at the work site. So, it's really a great way for, you know, our public servants as federal employees to give back additionally besides with their regular day-to-day kind of operations and working to, to really be able to give back to the charities that are meaningful to them. There are so many nonprofit organizations out there. You yourself, Cindy, how do you go about picking what charity you want to uh, give to? Personally, as a contractor, uh, as a federal contractor, I can give through the combined federal campaign. I mean, it's that's a really hard thing to say because I just right? really feel passionate. I know. I know. There are so many chance choices out there. And, 
And I kind of uh, look at the organizations that have had meaningful impact to my life. And, you know, I have through the years. Um, you know, of course, again, I've been working with charities for over 30 years. Um, and there's always that connection. And finding that connection with an organization that meets your passion has been, you know, just top, you know, on my part. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've supported... Um, yeah, I started my career uh, with a, uh, one organization dealing with children with cancer and, um, you know, being able to make a difference, raising money, trying to find a killer. Uh, so I still am very, very passionate about children's organizations, um, you know, specifically terminal illnesses. Uh, that's something that I'm very passionate about. Also, I've adopted, you know, animals at shelters. So, you know, my, my companion pets. My family, uh, my little you know, yeah. four-legged family members and kids, <laughs> you know, so I'm very, you know, passionate about that, um, as well as uh, mental illness is an issue that has been in my family for, you know, years, and so um, organizations such as that it really do uh, have made a difference in my life. Yes. And so I like to give back to those organizations, whether it be through, you know, my time, talent or treasury. um, I I do try to give back to those kinds of groups that have had an impact on me. And what I find amazing, honestly, is that, you know, for again, with a combined federal campaign with so many national, local and international charities to select from, and there's this at least one charity that has meaning to everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like everyone can say that somebody in their, their life has had, you know, a, a medical illness, diabetes, cancer, whatever that might be. Um, or, you know, they had to have help during a, a traumatic crisis and they had to reach out for support. And, you know, the charities are there to support them. And it's great to be able to support them back. Um, and things go full circle. You know, when you have the opportunity to give, you know, give and give generously. And oftentimes, in some way, shape or form, that giving does return to you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, Can you tell tell me how, since you've been in this industry for a long time, what type of changes or advances have you seen in the nonprofit world in charity giving? Advances? Um uh, online giving. <laughs> it's oh, a huge right, change. right. Yeah, that's a change. And, you know, our philosophy is that, you know, choice. Choice is, I think, key in any nonprofit, you know, and, and finding the connection between the donor and what a nonprofit or charity is doing and helping to, you know, find that link um, and help them connect the dots. Um, I, I think that that is traditionally that hasn't changed. That's always how nonprofits should work. Um, you know, in my opinion, is to, to really stay with the focus, stay with the mission and help people, you know, connect to your organization and what you do and your mission and, and services. Um, but I think in, in the years, what's happened, there's a whole generational, you know, giving change um, that I've seen over my 30 years. Um, you know, the, the people who are giving are a different group now, you know, mm-hmm. and we need to be able to modify our messaging and kind of support the different generations as they come into the workforce and come into being able to give and having that discretionary income, but also being able to recognize that, you know, especially with prices of college and things like that, that younger generation who's coming up. Um, who will be supporting our community and supporting our charities throughout the, the next decades, 
um, that they need to start and they need to feel that compassion and commitment in helping them again connect that dot and being able to give them volunteer opportunities to learn about charities and give back in that way. And I think that that particular generation is very giving in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so we need to be able to um, help give them those opportunities and then they can feel that connection and hopefully um, you know, they'll be able to, as their life progresses, you know, be able to, to give financially as well. Um, and then the other thing, of course, as I mentioned, online giving is huge. It's, it's very yeah. different than what it was in my day where, you know, when I first started, I had, you know, an t- old typewriter with carbon yeah. copies. You didn't even have a copier, you know. Yes. And I mean, it just aged myself greatly, but that's okay. Um, and, and now it's like we can shoot off emails and, and also... I don't want to ever, you know, sometimes we, we lose the, um, you know, emails are so convenient in a lot of ways, but I, I hope we never use the, the personal touch of a nice thank you note, um, you know, in the mail, opening the mail. It's still kind of exciting. It's not just a bill. Mm-hmm, <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, but also making sure that it is convenient for our people and as easy as possible to make gifts to the charities that people choose to support. Yeah. And going back to the the youth, I, I saw a research going around that says that more of our young more of our young folks nowadays are apt mm-hmm. to buy a product or be a part of some sort of campaign if mm-hmm. there is a charitable aspect to it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's more of Yes, I am working. I'm working, uh, but I am also giving back and responsible mm-hmm. for my community. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and I, I do think that, you know, our youth today is much more aware of, you know, even what I was with, you know, technology and social media. They are aware of what's going on in our community. And, and oftentimes they do want to give back and they like to give back in a group setting as well. Um, you know, and, and be able to make an impact and a difference. Yes. And then as far as giving online, I remember putting on a workshop and the number one thing that everyone was saying was make sure you have that big donate sign on the front mm-hmm. page of your website to mm-hmm. make it easy and have that mm-hmm. link to send out. Yes, definitely. And, and it's so easy. I mean, you know, you just click donate. Exactly. We have a big donate sign, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or, or button on our webpage. The first thing that you see up top right, you know, on all of our web pages is, you know, donate. And then it goes to hopefully a, a easier system to contribute and nice and easy. And what's great about also online giving um, in online giving technology is that they can, you have a place that holds your records. So you know exactly which, at least for CFC, which charities you've contributed in the past, you know, can you want to contribute to those same groups next year? All you have to do is click a button and copy, um, you know, and then you can have something for uh, potentially for your tax purposes. Of course, I'm not a tax, you know, professional, always tax to talk to a tax accountant um, about that. But, you know, at least you have the documentation, which is always a, a plus and you don't have to you know, file it in a big filing cabinet. It's right there and we keep it for you. Tell us more about the combined federal campaign and how it supports its federal employees in this process. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the combined federal campaign started in 1961 with President Kennedy. And really, it was an opportunity. Our federal employees are very generous, giving, you know, public servants to our community. And um, they were wanting to support charity at a time when 
uh, a lot of charities were beginning, right, uh, in the early 60s. And, and there was a need and there was a social need and, and a community need. And, and our communities were stepping up and creating nonprofit organizations um, and asking for support from the federal employees out there. It's a, it's a great group of people. They have, you know, stability. They have regular jobs. So, of course, charities were asking them for support regularly. Um, but it was really, you know, because they're such a generous population, um, you know, we needed to streamline it and, and make it available um, for really, truly vetted charities that met federal eligibility requirements. And, you know, and then they could give through payroll deduction at that time when it first started. And that's very new back then. You know, that was a very new kind of innovative approach. Um, and so that's really kind of the combined federal campaign and how it started. So it was a nice marriage of, you know, people who were like-minded, community-minded, wanting to give back to the community. It was kind of streamlined at one time of year. Um, you know, there was eligibility requirements that charities have to meet in order for a federal employee to donate to them. And it really was a great marriage. So, you know, federal employees can give to the charities and the causes that are meaningful to them when, while the charities could share their message. And it's not just to share their message for money. You know, mm -hmm. for charities, every communication, every marketing aspect has a dual role. Of course, they need money. They need resources, just as any business would, you know, to be able to continue with their services and their mission. But it's also a great opportunity to share their message of what they can do and how they can help. Um, and that is, I think, key, uh, you know, part of the combined federal campaign for both groups is, um, you know, sometimes, of course, as a federal employee, they work with the community. They, they may hear, let's say, for an example, Social Security, they're talking to somebody who, you know, maybe needs some services, and they can say, hey, you know, there's this charity that they know about because of CFC, you should check them out, you know, maybe they can support you. And so it's really a, a great win-win for both groups. Right. And one thing you touched on, which I think is very important, is the vetting of the organizations because there are mm -hmm. a lot of people out there with good hearts that want to start up charities mm -hmm. or 501c3s and just maybe they don't follow the rules properly not you know out of any sort of malice or anything but mm -hmm. uh, there are specific things that you know if you are a legitimate nonprofit organization mm -hmm. can you talk about that I see that a lot, actually, the small yes. mom and pop charities that see a need and go, well, we can we can fill that need. And again, they're so giving is what you said. They they want to give back. They have a passion and there's nothing ever to, to take away from that passion. It's such a great thing to see. Um, but sometimes they just don't have the knowledge and, and they don't have um, the, the understanding of what kind of what you need to do um, to be an official organization. Uh, and again, that's the beautiful thing about CSC is every charity has to meet certain eligibility requirements that are federally regulated. Um, and we do that vetting for them. So our federal employees can go, okay, you know, we know what their administrative and fundraising rate. We know if we give them a dollar, X percent is going to go to the program because we give them that information based on their federal, you know, tax forms. And, um, you know, and we make sure that they are 501c3, that they are updated with the IRS, for example. Uh, we make sure that they have a governing board that is making decisions for that organization and 
that the majority of them do not receive compensation, which is important. Yes. Um, you know, so those are just a few things that we're looking at. Um, the, the nice thing also about the CFC and the charitable participation is, though, yes, there's eligibility requirements, and they're pretty standard. I mean, again, I've been in the, the, the field for over 30 years, and, you know, I would, one, if I'm giving to an organization that has revenues, for example, of over $250,000, I want to make sure that that organization has an audit, you yes. know, that, that they are following the guidelines, that they are doing you know, what needs to be done to be an effective organization because it's still a business. It's nonprofit. Exactly. And so the revenues that they make goes towards their services or should, you know, but it is still a business. I want to make sure that, you know, they're doing what needs to be done and that they are an effective organization. And, and really CFC does that vetting for them. I mean, they don't say you need to choose this charity. Mm -hmm. The CFC is all about choice. You know, we give you choices. You have these organizations you can select. Um, and then they can choose so much. They can choose, you know, do we want to give to through payroll deduction? How much do you want to give online or through paper pledge forms? Uh, we also offer, you know, again, as I mentioned, EFT or credit card one-time gifts or monthly. Um, and then they get to choose what organizations they want to support and know that um, they have the information to choose you know, have all the information that they need to either research that organization more, if that's what they choose, or just count on the fact that, you know, we know that they're 501c3, that they're valid, that they have financial, um, you know, responsibility and fiduciary responsibility with the governing board, et cetera, so that you know that your money is going where um, where they say it's going to go. And what you pointed out, Cindy, is fantastic. Is this, even though you're a nonprofit organization, this is a business mm-hmm. and you have mm-hmm. to work it as a business. So uh, like at ESPN, we have a lot of athletes that come in and start their own foundations or charities and say, hey, we want to share the information with you. But because a lot of the organizations uh that start up with the athletes, they only, well, statistics show they only last for a few years because they don't mm-hmm. have that foundation of running it as a business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a great heart, but still it comes down to that bottom line. This is a mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. Well, and you have to look at the bigger picture, which is, you know, this business is to provide this service. We have a mission to provide this service and make a difference in our community and whatever that uh, focus is for that charitable organization. And there are a lot, but, you know, in order to continue doing this wonderful, great service, you need to have resources. You need to manage those resources effectively. Um, You need to share the message again, effectively. Otherwise you're right. It's just, you know, great, great hearts, maybe not the, the, um, I don't want to say ability, but mm-hmm. the knowledge to really make the, the impact that you really want. Mm-hmm. And that's important. You know, you need to continue. You need to, you know, I've, I've said before, some groups have like these wonderful, you know, concepts. They have this great idea, but they don't understand how to get get to it. Right. Um, some people may not be able to give financially, but there are other ways that you guys implement that an employee can give, like volunteering can you talk mm-hmm. about that? Sure. And actually, that's new with the Combined Federal Campaign. Just within the last uh, couple of years, in 2017, there was new federal regulations that allowed for volunteer hours to be pledged to charitable organizations, which is amazing. I mean, 
you know, again, resources are resources. Charities need financial resources, but they also need volunteer resources. So charities that would like to have volunteers can um, let the, the federal employees know that they can pledge hours to them. And there's a certain value to that. And um, so it's, it's really a great opportunity. And, you know, we've talked about it for years because I've been doing CFC is a managing organization representative since 2008. So I've seen a lot of changes with CFC, and this is one of them that I'm really excited about. And something that we're really um, encouraging this year is not just, okay, you're a federal employee, you want to donate, you know, 20 hours next year to this particular charity that's meaningful to you. Um, we're also encouraging group activities and group service learning projects, basically. And, you know, so if we have a, a group of federal employees who really want to give back in a, to a certain charity in a certain way, they can actually organize going in and, you know, filling food boxes, for example, or um, for different groups where, you know, people, children with cancer um, and their families can go and stay when they're getting treatment, for example, that you can come in and, and cook meals for the families in that particular house. Um, you know, those kinds of activities where you just don't think about. Right. Um, but as a group activity, what a great way to bring awareness and to really make an impact on somebody's life, on their day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, money is great, and, and we, all, <laughs> we all need money, right? You yeah. have to you know, have the educational materials. You need your website, and there are certain things you, you have to have. Um, but that face-to-face interaction and that, um, you know, connection, you know, with, mm-hmm. with who you're helping is just an amazing opportunity. And I'm just, I'm really thrilled. I'm thrilled and excited that CFC has allowed that as a component of their giving, you know, back to the community. It's really a great, great opportunity for them. Yes, uh, absolutely. Uh, this is Laferne Cusack. I'm speaking with Cindy Inkowitz. She is a zone director for Combined Federal Campaign of Southern California, also Captivate. Cindy, I know you're talking about how we can prepare. What are some of the things that you do to help the federal employees develop a plan for their own personalized campaign? Oh, good question. Um, We have a really varied mix of uh, things that we can train and, and share with our federal employees. So what we do really is, of course, there's materials, you know, education, marketing, you know, the whole concept of seven marketing touches before somebody takes an action. So we train our, what we call our CFC point of contact for the federal agencies. And those individuals have, uh, you know, volunteered with their agency or have been assigned within their agency leadership to take the CSC and educate the employees. And just speaking on so Southern California, uh, which is, you know, the greater LA area, goes down through San Diego um, into the Arizona border. So it's a, it's a pretty large territory, but we have one of the largest federal populations uh, in the country. So we have approximately 275,000 uh, federal employees in that area. And we can't do it alone. You know, we have five you know, staff, and they do an amazing job educating federal employees. But, you know, that's a really hard, that's a large group of people to educate yes. about this opportunity. And, and our goal and our mission is that every single federal employee has the opportunity. So the people within the federal agencies that are assigned to CSC, they're our linchpins. They are our boots on the ground. They are core uh you know, individuals for the success of this campaign because they have the job 
of sharing the information with all of their federal employees that they work with, all their colleagues and coworkers, and sharing the mission of what Combined Federal Campaign is and letting people know that they can choose a charity of their choice that's meaningful to them for their hard-earned, you know, hours Mm -hmm. if they're volunteering or money. Um, And, you know, they really are our, our foundation. And so what we do is give them the support and the tools and the education to actually go out and spread that word and spread the mission of what CFC is and, and give people that opportunity. Um, and then so we organize and, and train them on the tools um, as well as incur- we always encourage um, charities to come out to do table displays or presentation at, at meetings, you know, and really, again, help them connect the dots. Um, so we have, that's really kind of what we do. And we also, you know, market as Captivate, you know, we are a marketing group, so we want to make sure that they have um, the materials, the tools to do that seven-point uh, touch point for marketing to help people choose to take action. And that yeah. action that we're asking our federal employees is to volunteer time or, or volunteer, um, of course, their financial resources to help the program, you know, the charities go forward. Cindy, talk about the tools that you you help the employees with. Sure. Um, we actually have a, a group that has the marketing contract that creates the tools, but we do try to make them very, you know, varied. We have um, a variety of sizes of different posters um, that we want, you know, our federal coordinators to put up in their buildings. We have something called post-its, which, you know, everybody knows about post-its, uh, but they're kind of nice because we really are encouraging people to go online and, uh, so, you know, we have our online information on little posters that they, they can hand out. We have banners. Um, of course, we have the pledge forms, the paper pledge forms and um, materials such as that. And, of course, we never want to shy away from social media. And we're really trying to um, educate people about social media, have them like and friend us. And, of course, for Southern California, I have to put our plug in. It's, um, you know, for uh, we have a Twitter, Facebook as well as Instagram. So it's SoCalCFC. Um, so please go to our Facebook page and like us and follow us. Um, and, you know, so that's another opportunity. We love to share pictures of different events um, going on in our communities with CFC. And sometimes they get kind of fun and crazy. Sometimes it's very simple, <laughs> but we love to share that message. Um, so, of course, we want to give them the tools for Facebook and how to do that. Um, and then we have, uh, of course, we have cause emails that we send to all of our coordinators every week. And that's, that's an additional touch point where we focus on one charity cause every week and, and give that to our coordinators and they can communicate that via email or put pictures up, um, you know, and, and share the message that way. So those are some of the simple uh, marketing techniques that we do. We, we'd love to come up with something that we could have everybody do at one time, uh, you know, similar to like the, the ice bucket challenge or something. Right. But we haven't quite come up with that one yet. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, those are some of the, just a few of the things that we do you know, to help market and give them the tools. And I know here at ESPN, we're celebrating Veterans Week from November Mm -hmm. 6th through the 12th. As are you guys, you have Veterans Week. What are some of the things that you guys provide for people to push out in regards to marketing if they are specifically focusing on veterans for this Mm -hmm. week? Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things that we do is I mentioned the cause email. So this week is, of course, Veterans Week. So we'll be giving the 
federal coordinators, CFC coordinators, information and a story. You know, you always want to share the story. Yes. Um, and in, and touch their heartstrings. That's always very important, uh, with anything, I think, is to engage someone's passion. Um, and, and interest. So that's one of the things that we'll be doing. Um, you know, depending on the zone, some zones have activities, uh, you know, that they're, you know, going to visit hospitals and, um, you know, taking, you know, balloons or, or something to some of our veterans out there and just thanking them. Um, so, of course, we're going to be thanking our veterans for their services to our country uh, through our social media, um, of course. And, uh, you know, really kind of just trying to, to talk with them. You know, we're for CFC, one of our marketing um, strategies is that we're hoping to, you know, do different videos. Um, and, you know, we have a variety of different videos with federal employees talking about the causes that they um, are supporting of. Um, and, you know, we would love to be able to have the opportunity to video a veteran or two and that they can share their message and we can thank them, um, again, on social media or our website. Now, do you count, like, how many minutes get the, mo- the most views and stuff when it comes to marketing like that? I know uh, s- some people say less than 15 seconds or less than 30 seconds or more. Do, do you guys stick to a specific timeline? Well, you know, for some, this is a great venue actually that you just mentioned. Um, I forgot to mention we have a virtual charity fair. Oh, um, you know, our federal that. community is so different. I mean, you know, when I first started in 2008, we all had all hands meetings and I can go and do a presentation, bring a charity along. Those, you know, our environment, uh, has changed. You know, there's people who are teleworking and things. So we really, uh, we've created something called our virtual charity fair, which is available on our website and people can select specific charity types or causes and see a video. And we try to limit that to about 30 seconds. Um, you know, anything more, I think we lose people. Anything less, they don't, they're not able to share as much as what they need to. So for our virtual charity fairs, they're about 30 seconds. Um, and then uh, anybody can go onto our website and get to know different charities in their community, local, national, or international cause types. And it's a nice little snippet of information that um, people can retain. It's, inter- you know, in- informative. Um, and that's, uh, you know, so I hope that answers your question. Oh, yeah. yeah. And also, a, a lot of the trends are going for, well, with social media, you need a an influencer or some sort of star. But there also goes into that is that they're human beings Mm -hmm. and sometimes they might not be the best for your brand to promote your charity or your organization. Uh, Can you speak to that? Well, I mean, I would like to talk a little bit about, you know, just the grassroots level of Facebook, for example, and social media. It is uh, what I've found, and we've asked all, as I mentioned, with our ch- virtual charity fair, we've asked every charity to uh, put a message out there and mm-hmm. to create their videos so that they can be heard in another venue. Um, and that's very intimidating for a lot of people, yes. being able to, I mean, even being on the radio can be very <laughs> intimidating. Let's be honest. That's amazing what you do. Um, yeah, but also with videos and things, and they think it has to be slick. And they think it has to be like this, this huge production with, with a, a national you know, right. celebrity. And, you know, and really what I've found, and, and maybe this is partly my personal opinion, but I don't think so. I think when somebody talks from their heart and somebody is, is being honest and sincere, mm-hmm. that has more impact, in my opinion, 
than um, sometimes that big slick celebrity where, you know, yeah. he, he's, he or she may be an actor. They, you don't know if they're really feeling that. But mm-hmm. if you have a client who's saying, you know, I, I am alive, for example, I'm alive today because of this organization, because they provided me this service or my quality of life. I can do these things I never thought I could do, um, you know, and how that's the human touch. That's yes. the personal story. And, you know, that's what we want to see. And that's the beautiful thing about social media is it is more grassroots. Um, but we need to have people like and friend and share. So, you know, cause we want to share that message. Um, so that I think has more impact. I know that, we do track, you know, again, because, you know, this is what we do is we do track, you know, the, the likes and, you know, which posts had the most impact, um, you know, who saw the most, you know, which posts were shared, you know, that kind of thing. And, and that's part of, of course, marketing strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to know what works and what doesn't work. And we're going to focus on what works. And, and really the, the one thing that last year for one of my zones had the most impact was just a a little quick video that one of our coordinators did for TSA and they just, they spoke from the heart and that had the most shares, the most likes. And that was, um, and she was a little rock star for a while, which is kind of fun. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So, and you also like develop the leader, develop the leadership of, of uh, this, this program Talk about how important that is when you're trying to organize. Sure. Well, you know, for CFC specifically, we have a loaned executive program, and uh, this is a great offer leadership opportunity for federal employees to have uh, get outside of their box a little bit and and learn additional skills that they may not have. And and that's the again the beautiful thing about CFC is we don't want just you know, give us our money, you know, give us your money, give us your hours. We want to really develop our uh, federal partners and um, help them reach their goals for HR and other things. So, you know, our loan executive program is really pretty rich um, and we don't just go, okay, this is how, this is the program. We're going to just educate you on the program so you can go out and make, make an ask. Mm-hmm. You know, no, you know, we want them to go out and develop their public speaking skills. We want them to develop project management skills um, and be able to really come back when they've been loaned to CSC for this great program that they have the knowledge that they've made a huge impact in their community, but also go back to the federal agency saying, wow, you know, I can now do this. You give me a project and I know how to do it from start to finish, for example. Um, I know the steps in order to do that. So it really is truly a career development um, opportunity for them. And not only just our loan executives, but, you know, just our coordinators who are at the federal uh, agencies. They have to learn how to plan. They may plan an event or an activity they work with. They get to meet all of their, you know, employees. It's truly a leadership role within that organization if they're doing an effective, really a good bang-up job for combined federal campaign and the charities. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so they really do get and acquire skills associated with that. A lot of them are public speaking skills. Yes. Um, you know, and, and sometimes it's not easy to make that ask. No. Uh, it's, it's you know, you know, fundraising is not for everyone, you know, and it's kind of, again, it's kind of like the, the radio or the, the, um, television. It's, you know, it's a skill and, mm-hmm. you know, we can develop those skills and it, it creates, um, you know, again, a lot of opportunity for career development for them. Right. And you talked about email. You know, sometimes 
you know, people get a lot of emails and they just mm-hmm. miss it. What are some mm-hmm. of the best practices for sending out marketing information? Always have the personal touch, in my opinion. You know, always, you know, it, it, you know, it's just another touch point where you need to be able to gain the personal touch and that connection. So, you know, I like to, you know, have the, the email story um, is, is important, you know, have it kind of fun. Um, don't use too much color because <laughs> that could be just overwhelming, I think, for your eyes. And it's really important, I think, for your subject line. And when you're dealing with the federal government, you you need to be very careful about the subject line because we don't want it to go into spam, for mm-hmm. example. Um, but, you know, I think it's important to be quick, short, sweet. Um, don't attach too much, uh, but really kind of get to the point. Bullets are good, of course, with emails because people are skimming them. I mean, at least I do. Mm-hmm. You just kind of, you get so many, you open it, skim it, and move on. And right. so we want to make sure that the skimming is touching the key points that they need to do, or again, the action. And it's always important, I think, that, you know, when you're, at least in nonprofit, if you're doing an email and you want an action, you should always have that ask. You should always have that action item listed there. Every time, mm-hmm. every, every time, every mm-hmm. time. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Make it short, sweet, simple. Don't make it too hard, um, but but engaging, of course, as much as possible. Absolutely. Well, you know, and, and something I'd like to, to bring up, you know, we talked a lot about the charities and, you know, of course, there's a charitable organization within the Combined Federal Campaign. You know, charities have to meet the eligibility requirements and they have to, um, you know, be approved for the campaign, even though it's a non-competitive, as long as they meet eligibility requirements, they can be in the campaign. Um, but, and then of course they have the opportunity to share in their message for, you know, the, the millions of, of federal, you know, the federal employees out there. Um, but the other thing that I'm, I'm really proud of is with Captivate is we're trying to educate them. You mentioned that sometimes Charities are small and they need to be educated. We've talked briefly about that earlier on in our conversation today. Um, but what we've created is something called CFC Marketing U, which is an, a free online training program, um, educational program for charities that are part of the CFC in our Captivate Zones. Um, so they can, similar to the coordinators and loan executives, you know, we want to give them some true tools that they can use within their um you know, to, to make their mission known and to, you know, reach their accomplishments for that nonprofit. So, you know, we've created this program and we have uh, information, of course, about CFC and, and ideas and tips to effectively market their organization to CFC or, or to federal employees. But also, how do you use social media effectively? How do you use analytics for social media? Um, and really, even a project management from start to finish. I think a lot of us in the nonprofit world, especially smaller organizations, we jump in because we have passion and we have energy and we have excitement and enthusiasm about what we're doing. Mm-hmm. But we may not have all the know-hows. And, um, and you know, yeah, you can go and pay money for these programs, right, and, and have education. Right. But uh, we offer it for free um, as a CFC charitable participant um, that, you know, we can really help them. And we're hoping to develop the program so they can actually get uh, some additional, maybe even an international uh, continuing education credit. So it's something that we're working on. Um, but that's something that I wanted to mention that, you know, we're really just kind of rolling it out. It's pretty, um, I think we're the only, our 13 zones for Captivate is the only ones that have created such a program um, that are free to our charities to help their return on the investment as oh, well. That's fantastic. 
Uh, I know uh, you talked about events, and that's that's a new implementation for the program. Talk about the toolkit that you guys have. So uh, we encourage events, um, and and for CFD, that would be an event at a federal agency. Um, all of our events, based on federal regulations, are not for fundraising necessarily. They're about awareness about the campaign, um, offering every person an opportunity there to participate and have some fun to create a sense of camaraderie and um, some morale boosting in the workplace. I mean, let's face it, sometimes our jobs can be a little boring, <laughs> right? And not mine, of course, and I'm sure, for not yours, yes, but, no. um, you know, but we want to have some fun. And CFC offers our federal agencies an opportunity to have fun and, of course, engage the charity. So uh, we have on our website um, a, a page for events. We have a little video of how to do an event effectively, the how-to tips, what to look at, ideas, sample ideas. And it's, But it's not only just, okay, go to our website, read it, do it, act on it. You know, we really want to be there mm-hmm. to support them. So we have a, a group of uh, team members there to help and support and engage the charities effectively within a um an event opportunity. So, you know, that's, uh, you know, some of the events that we have. But you could do anything. If if you're, of course, always uh, a federal employee would have to get their um, directors, federal agencies, uh, directors permission. Um, but they could do anything. I've had, I've had uh, federal agencies have karaoke day. I've had agencies, uh, you know, who put a pie in the face of the director if they raise a certain amount of money um, or pledges. Um, you know, you could have a, a, you know, holiday cookie bake-off or a chili cookie, you know, bake-off, you know, or a chili bake-off, cook-off, I should mm-hmm. say. Um, actually, I'm excited in Mississippi Delta and New Orleans, which is included there. They're having a jambalaya oh, cook-off. I know. <laughs> I'm like, I think I need to go to New Orleans soon to go visit them. But, right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, so it could be really kind of fun, and it's, it's really kind of sky's the limit. We've also had... Uh, a military base decided to do a dodgeball tournament, and they called it "Don't Dodge CFC." You know, again, it's a it's a great way to have some fun, um, get outside of their regular routines, and uh, raise awareness about the campaign and and charities. What keeps you going? The charities, honestly. I mean, first, on uh, our federal population that we deal with, they are amazing. It is great to work with a group of people that are, you know doing this and, and excited about CSC and helping charities. Um, yes, but charities, that's my passion. I, it really is. And, and I know firsthand from being involved with CSC as a charity recipient, um, I worked with a variety of different charities through as a federation leader at one point. Um, and then, of course, as a managing organization, marketing organization representative, I've seen firsthand the importance of CSC and, you know, I've known, you know, one charity in particular did amazing things, really amazing things. They were all volunteers and they went throughout the state and did support groups and services uh, to people who were really in need. And they solely relied on the generosity of federal employees through the combined federal campaign. It was, um, you know, it was amazing what charities can do. And, and it is harder and harder to raise money for charities. You know, economics is what it is. Um, and it, 
you know, I've seen charities budgets get cut um, and they rely so much on CFC. And, 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 you know, I've seen organizations where their budgets get cut. They're not raising, they lost a grant or this fundraising event didn't do as well, or there's more competition or whatever. Um, And they still did amazing services for their community. I mean, somehow they, they figured it out. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, they're so intuitive. It's, it's an amazing thing to see these charities and work with them. And I've, you know, seen again, char- charities that t- truly just rely on combined federal campaign because they're all volunteers. And let's face it, events take time. And, yeah. um, and when you're all volunteers, you don't have somebody to go run out and do fundraising. You have people to do services oftentimes. And, you know, and unfortunately, they ended up, you know, losing some of the major contributors through CFC, um, and they had to shut their doors. Oh. And that just breaks my heart. Yeah. That breaks my heart. So that's what keeps me going is yeah. the charities. And I just want to, you know, I see what they can do with even just a small contribution. The cost of a cup of coffee mm-hmm. every month, they can do a lot with $60 a year. Right. It, it really is pretty amazing what they can do. Yeah, We've got some great groups out there. Uh, here in Los Angeles, the West Side Food Bank, they can do, they can feed, I'm I'm going to get this number wrong, but it's something like $5 can feed five mm-hmm. families, mm-hmm. you know, for, mm-hmm. you know, a week or something, something mm-hmm. outrageous. And I'm like, I had Genevieve Riotort on who runs the program and I'm like, how can you take $5 mm-hmm. and spread it out? But mm-hmm. they do a lot of work to be able to do that. They do. They do. And, you know, of course, speaking of food banks or or, um, that type of cause or organization, yeah, I mean, we always want to give food. Let's give some cans. And that's amazing. And that's helpful. But, you know, it costs us $5 to buy cans and donate it, right? Mm -hmm. And if you just give them $5, now that, those two cans that we could have bought of, you know, soup or Mm -hmm. something, you know, that same amount of money, they can buy 10 cans, you know, because they have the, the... you know, power to do that and the influence and the, in the, um, what's the right word I'm looking for, uh, the connections in order to really make that dollar stretch. So Cindy, we talked about online donations and mm-hmm. one of the tools that you have is uh, a virtual donation mm-hmm. center where people can go and you could do a whole campaign around that. Have you found that that is more effective than doing an email or doing social? Honestly, I think it really depends on the market. It, it depends on who you're marketing to. So for example, um, you know, online giving is a wonderful tool. I love the fact that it makes it easy to search for charities, for example, you know, and everybody almost has a smartphone, iPhone, something like that. Um, so that is great. But there are certain people that are very still old school and they want that piece of paper. They want to open up the charity list and look. They want to, you know, have that information. So I think that you, if you have a variety of marketing tools so that you can hit every person in, in the comfort that they are is important. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, again, you know, the other thing is for CFC specifically is, you know, the program is developed as workplace giving. That means that they can do their donations or do their pledges at the work site. And then not everyone has access to a computer. Not everyone has access to their phone. There's agencies out there that they can't bring a phone uh, to their workplace 
Um, so they can't just pull up the smartphone, you know, that kind of thing, or they're driving like postal employees, for example. So I think that it's important to have a variety of tools uh, that because our, our goal is to touch everyone, right? Our goal yes. is to give everyone that opportunity um, and have them connect the dot to uh, a charity and the combined federal campaign and the ease in which people can give to the charity of their choice and the cause that they want. Um, so we need to give them a variety of tools in order to meet that because one, one message may not touch this per- person, but it really touches another person, their colleague down at the other cubicle. Another message point might touch them, you know, and yeah. not the other person. So I think that that's why it's important to have all the different varied touch points and give everyone opportunities to give in, in whatever way uh, they feel most comfortable. Yeah, I found that a lot of nonprofit organizations, they try to uh, encompass Every single person. But I like what you said. You you know, you have to focus on your core audience. You have to focus on who is, you know, going to participate. Because if you spread yourself too thin, mm-hmm. then maybe the money won't come in. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think it's a little bit diluted. What do you think? Well, yeah, and, and, and there's whole thing with fundraising, and actually I've read recently that it's maybe changing a little bit, but you know, just in any kind of sales, um, fundraising is the same. You know, the majority of the money that's raised is raised by the top, you know, you know, 20%. So 80% of the money is raised is, t- is raised through the same 20% of the population. Um, and it's, it's kind of interesting that you see that. And so you need to really kind of focus some of your efforts on that. I mean, you have to, otherwise you're, you're spread too thin. And, you know, again, what I, I've mentioned earlier is nonprofits do amazing things with the resources that they have. And one of the resources that they typically have very little of is staffing. Yes. Um, and, and volunteers and, um, you know, trained individuals who can go out and do that message. So, yeah, you can't, you know, stretch yourself too thin. You need to be able to focus. You need to focus on your mission and everything. In my opinion, everything needs to be focused toward that mission. If it is not, if your mission is underwater basket weaving, then you don't go to, mm-hmm. you know, um, dog homelessness. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know you kind of mm-hmm. have to focus and focus your energy and attention uh, where it's best needed because your resources are limited and until those resources aren't limited that's just the reality yes absolutely uh so Cindy, let's go over some of the things that combined federal campaign of southern california what they can do for like the key worker checklist you talked about going to a training session and then from that training session, you know, they get their supplies. Can you talk about some of the, the key worker checklist priorities? Sure, of course. Training, of course, is first. First and foremost, we want people to know what's out there, right? We want them to have the tools and the understanding because they're going to get questions. They're the key people that their colleagues, they're, they're going to be asking people to make a decision to, to give. So we want them to be educated and have a good foundation of the program and what's going on. Um, other things that they need to do is really look at their own environment. You know, when are they going to kick off their campaign when they're planning? Um, how are they going to distribute materials? Uh, is it just going to be a matter of, you know, taking pledge forms and blanketing the whole, you know, agency? Or, you know, are they going to be strategic when they put things out? Is there an intranet within the federal agency that 
we could add, you know, logos and information and direct links. Um, do they want to do an event? If they do, you know, do they want charities? And, and of course, always, always we encourage them if they need to get permission from their leadership. Um, so that's always a part of the key in, in the toolkit. And then also what to do, how to market it, you know, what, what kinds of activities would work with their people. I've even encouraged key workers to uh, send out a little mini survey to their uh, colleagues to say, you know, what charities are you interested in? You know, what uh, events are you interested in? Do you want to volunteer? You mm-hmm. know, do you want to be part of our committee? Um, you know, and just kind of engage their coworkers in the process, um, you know, because, of course, that's always a lot more fun. When you yes. have people working together, that's you're more enjoyable. And it can kind of build up some conversation over the water coolers, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, hey, are yeah. you coming to this event? It's a lot of fun. You know, and, and that's part of the, the checklist is, you know, really creating their plan of action and how they're going to do that. Um, and then, of course, how we're going to thank people. Always, always, always thank people. Mm-hmm. Because even if they choose not to give, through the Combined Federal Campaign, they've heard our message and we've done what we're supposed to do. And that's our key is to market and to let every federal employee know that this is an opportunity for them. I'd encourage them to take advantage of that opportunity. Fantastic. And how can people find out more about this program and what you do? I would encourage them in in Southern California to go to our website. It has a lot of information. And that website is, of course, www dot southern cal cfc dot org that is again southern cal cfc dot org and we have a lot of materials on there for charities so if you're a charity out there listening uh, we hope that you would consider joining our cfc charitable team um, and applying this year in december for next year's campaign um, and if you're a federal employee just learning more about it and hopefully hit that donate button on our, as yes. we mentioned, on our homepage and, and make a contribution to your favorite cause and charity. Thank you. And we also, again, we're celebrating Veterans Week from November 6th to the 12th. And here on ESPN, we have special programming and tributes honoring our active military and veterans. Uh, I want to thank you so much for sharing, Cindy, and what you do is really important. I think you know, for our community. So thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me, Lafern. This is a wonderful opportunity. Thank you for, I always like sharing our mission. It's, it's such a great program. So thank you for this opportunity. Thank you. Cindy Ankowitz, uh, Director for the Combined Federal Campaign and also Captivate. ESPN LA 710. Tune in to our special Veteran Weeks programming and tribute honoring our active military and veterans. Thursday, November 8th on Sports Center, there will be a special for Veterans Day salute. Friday, first take live at Luke Air Force Base in Arizona, Armed Forces Classic at Fort Bliss, Texas. It'll be airing on ESPN, Texas versus Arkansas. And Saturday, November 10th, Secretary's Cup, Coast Guard versus Merchant Marine Academy. And Sunday, November 11th, Sports Center Special with Veterans Day Salute. And that's also my sister's birthday. Happy birthday, Trisha. And also the Army versus Duke men's basketball game at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
The showdown on the res. Baylor versus Arizona State women's basketball from Navajo Reservation in Fort Defiance, Arizona, honoring Native American Vietnam veterans. And also November 9th through the 12th, Sports Center is taped aboard the aircraft carrier USS Carl Vinson with anchors Stan and Marty and also college football analyst Tim Tebow. I'm Laferne Cusack. This is ESPN LA 710. KSPN Los Angeles. ESPN LA 710.